Welcome to the biggest thing to hit the financial advisory ESG community, environmental, social, and governance. I'm Jonathan Kavaznik, CHFC Wealth Advisor. With over 25 years advisory experience, I've been advising clients so they can make a positive global impact. Arena Sargenopoulos filling in uh, here on the Chad Hartman Show. Right now, if you have, and a lot of people have, been buying or selling homes, uh, it's been a frenzy, it seems. Houses... Uh, for a while there, going up uh, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands sometimes dollars over asking price, uh, bidding wars. And then uh, the Fed came in and made some interest rate changes. And now we are up, at least right now, um, over 5%, I believe, uh, in the interest rate right now. And that, of course, is sending things into a different kind of tailspin. So we wanted to get more information about that. John Kvaznik from the Cherokee Investment Bank at Bank Cherokee. Joining us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline to give us a little more insight into what's happening right now. John, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Randa. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Oh, my goodness. I owe you $5 for saying something so so nice when you got on the phone here. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's happening. Interest rates are at least two points higher than they were at the beginning of the year. What is this doing to the market right now? So taking it from a financial perspective, I think we have to really think about why people buy homes and what the purpose of that is. And yeah, it's a very major investment for a lot of people, but we're really buying the home because we want to live there. And so let's take that into perspective when we think about interest rates and pricing and supply and demand. You know, that's the primary thing is find a home you like and then let's work backwards from there. The problem is, is when people find a home they like, they're they're in a bidding war. I have some friends who's they live a couple of doors down and their kids have been trying to buy their first home. They're pregnant and want to get into a place of their own. And they've been outbid or didn't get a bid in in time for, you know, like a dozen homes now. And they started to get discouraged. So, uh, you know, do you think that this high interest rate is going to help some of that where there'll be fewer offers because people will be choosing to buy less, I suppose. So it is an interesting phenomenon right now where there's more homes staying on the market longer. But as you mentioned, there's less homes available, and that has been that way for quite a while since the interest rates were so low for so long. And the average home, I just looked today, is $413,000 nationwide. That's just crazy how expensive an average home would be in this country and that people are fighting and bidding, like you mentioned, just to get into a house. However, we have to kind of maybe look at it and get creative and find ways maybe we can outdo the competitor or someone else who's trying to get the same home. And and what would be some of those tips that you have for somebody? Yep. So sometimes if we think about what the buyer uh, and seller like to hear is the seller likes to hear maybe someone who's a strong buyer, has good credit rating, has a lot of money to put down, is a very qualified buyer. And they're more likely maybe to lean that way over somebody who might be overbidding, but maybe isn't really qualified to actually make it to the closing. Right. That makes perfect sense. And not everybody's in the financial situation, though, where that they can either overbid or pay, put a bunch of cash down, especially if you're a first-time home buyer. Would you suggest that maybe first-time home buyers, you know, if you can, just wait this out for a little bit, or is it still a good time to try and get that first house? So I'm a believer in that you should just keep trying. You know, you never know when that seller is going to be interested. You never know when your timing is going to be right. And so just keep yourself in the game. And, yeah, you might get 20 no's, and they might not be interested in you, but just keep trying because you're never going to get in it if you don't try and you're not in the game. So historically, when uh, 
the interest rates go up this high, fewer people take out loans, obviously. And I feel like that really impacts the people who need to use credit to buy things in the first place. So explain to me why we're doing this. And do you think it's going to help uh, bring inflation down? Do you think it's going to slow the market some more? Because like you said, there are still plenty of people looking to buy and there's just a few, there's just less things on the market to purchase. Is that right? It's true. And so whenever we have these market cycles, it seems like the results might be the same, but they happen for different reasons. And so right now we're in a very bizarre situation where there's very little inventory and interest rates historically really aren't that high. And so people are fighting over low inventory, but we still need to get into the housing market. And so, yeah, interest rates are going up, but think about where they've been in the past and how low they were in the three months prior, six months prior, and five and a half, six percent historically. When I bought my first house, it was 11, 12 percent. No. And I still went forward. You know, so in the 80s and the 90s, just put everything relative in perspective and think about it this way. I buy a house today and my interest rate might be high. I may have an opportunity in the future, though, to refinance that. So work closely with a good mortgage lender and you might find out you have more options than you think. Do you think there's going to be a point where people who got themselves into these homes where they were, uh, you know, bidding way over asking price are going to find themselves in a situation where, you know, if we have a bus that maybe they're upside down in a house and we're going to have, you know, like we did in 2009 and 2010, where we just had so many foreclosures. Is that something you see coming down the road or not really this time? Well, so we have different things happening this time. And the reason is, is in 2008 and 2009, when I was in the business and you and I were maybe looking at a home is people were just signing their name with like no money down, no income verification, very little equity. Today, people are putting 20%, 25% down and they're in the homes and they have a lot to lose by defaulting. Mm-hmm. Where before they weren't strong borrowers and there was a lot of that. We don't have that same situation happening now. So I see maybe more of a slowdown potentially than an actual collapse like we had in 2008. Well, and and to further that point, people aren't losing their jobs right now. We have historically low unemployment where back in 2008 and 2009, people did lose their jobs. That's right. And so the, the first part of the recession that starts to have huge cracks in a lot of areas is people getting laid off and losing their job. And as everybody knows, going into businesses today, they can't even get help to fill the jobs that they have, let alone start laying people off. Yeah. And I think I like this. It never occurred to me because I, you know, I've purchased exactly one home in my life uh, about six years ago, but it, I never really thought of looking at the interest rate before that. But it's good to know that historically in context uh, for perspective, I should say that 5% really isn't that bad. No, I would say uh, in the last 10 years, if somebody said I have under a 6% mortgage, they were happy as you could be. And that's just the way things were. And it was really a gift to the sellers that interest rates have gone so much because all that did was inflate the price and the feeding frenzy. And so, yeah, the buyer feels like they got something. But as you mentioned, their monthly payments are lower, but they paid a lot more for those homes because the rates were lower. And some of that equilibrium, right, has to kind of come and go and ebb and flow. And we're still going to get into a home and we still have to figure out how to do that. And if I have a good job and good credit and I am able to put some money down, I want to get in the game. I want to have a house. I don't want to pay rent to the landlord and pay expensive rent in an apartment I don't even own, do I? Right. You're throwing away money then, right? I feel like you're throwing away money. You're not building equity. You're at the mercy of that landlord who raises the rent. So you don't want to be there if you can avoid it and get creative and figure out how to keep yourself in the game. Awesome. John Kvasnik from Cherokee Investment Bank at Cherokee, or at Bank Cherokee, I should say. 
Uh, thank you for all your great advice today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Have a great weekend. You too. If you have any questions, please contact Jonathan Kavaznik at jkavaznik, that's K-V-A-S-N-I-K, at securitiesamerica.com. ESG Players Podcast can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and many other platforms through the Backroom Studios. That's Backroom Studios, S-T-E-W-D-I-O-S. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member F-I-N-R-A, S-I-P-C, Jonathan B. Kovacnik, C-H-F-C, Registered Representative, Advisory Services offered through Securities America Advisories, Inc., Cherokee Investment Services, Bank Cherokee, and Securities America are separate companies, not FDIC insured, no bank guarantees, may lose value, not insured by any government agency, not bank deposits.